Hi, everyone. Welcome to another uh, edition, episode, edition, episode, I never know which to say, of the Parent Pivot Podcast. And we are your host, Steve and Julia Cummings. I'm Julia. Hi. <laughs> you are. <laughs> hey, so before we get into our topic today, I did want to let people know, maybe you haven't listened to us, uh, this is your first time listening, or or we haven't said it during the podcast you listened to, but everything that when this originally started, we um, you went through the book that Jim Burns did with some uh, girlfriends yeah. in your discipleship group, Doing Life with Your Adult Children, Keep Your Mouth Shut, and The Welcome Man Out. Yep. And that, that's a lot of what we've talked about uh, in our first year. And now we're starting our second year doing this. And I just want to let you know out there, folks, we have some free copies of Jim's book, F-R-E-E. And you can ask for one, and we'll ship it to you at our cost. And guess what? We don't put you on a mailing list. Nope. We don't bug you for money. Nope. We don't get your email address. We don't keep it. We don't solicit anything. We do this as a pure act of ministry to help you pivot. That's how we get the name of our podcast, the Parent Pivot Podcast. Just like you heard Ross at the very beginning from Friends. He's carrying a couch up the stairs and keeps telling Chandler and Rachel to pivot. Um, because we've grown up instructing our kids right. as a parent. Right. Now we want to shift as they start to become adults. Sometimes you don't just do it 100% shift and just go out of the other end of the spectrum right away. But it, you know, there are things you can start doing as you lead up to when they hit 18. And you pivot to being a partner. Right. Stuff. So anyway, his book is available. If you guys would like one, um, you, there's two ways to get a hold of one. Get out your cell phone, send me a text, and my number is 714-742-9625. Say, hey, Steve, this is my name. This is our address. Would love a copy of that. Yep. And then last week, we talked about being generous. How, how, how much do you be generous with your kids? And we offered the book by Randy Alcorn uh, called The Treasure Principle. So if you want either one of those books... Um, with no strings attached, because that's what ministry is all about, no strings attached. Right. Uh, you can text me, or you can email us at parentpivotpodcast at gmail.com. So those are free to you. Please take advantage of that if you'd like one. And then just real quick, um, the nine chapters Jim talks about in that book are You're Fired. <laughs> We've talked about that. Um, Keep Your Mouth Shut and the Welcome <clears throat> Mad Out is Chapter 2. Three, Why Is It Taking My Kids So Long to Grow Up? We've covered that. Four, how to raise an entitled adult child or not. So we've talked about entitlement. Yeah. Um, five, a failure to launch. There's even a movie about that with... Um, great movie. Great movie. <laughs> go go grab that movie. Um, good to watch. Chapter six, when your grown child violates your values. Mm. We've talked about that too. Yeah. Uh, number The chapter seven is the high cost of money, meaning like, hey, how much are you going to keep investing in your adult children when they're not taking their own matters in their own hands? Uh, eight is in-laws, step-families, and the blend. We've mm-hmm. talked about that. Mm-hmm. And then, of the course, we end on a good note. Chapter nine is about it's party time with the grandkids. <laughs> so anyway, great book. Um, Jim's a good friend of mine. We also did a podcast with Jim, so go look for that one uh, early on. Um, we did a podcast with yeah. him. He's our, our leading um, uh, most popular download yeah. uh, and things. For so, obvious reasons. For obvious He's reasons. very well known. <laughs> very well known. Um, his, his ministry is called Homeword, H-O-M-E-W-O-R-D.com. Go look for him for more resources there. Yeah. He's amazing. Good friend of ours. All right. Anyway, back to our subject. Here we are sitting here in January. It's cold in Georgia. I don't know where, what it's like where you are. It's not just cold. It's miserable. Well, you're a person who really likes warmth. If it's below 80, I'm not a happy camper. Yes. And, and to- I'm a Southern California girl yes. that, that has not left me. And today we woke up and it was how 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 warm? Um, I think it was... 16 degrees. Yeah, it was about 16. Yeah. It's up to 20 now. Yeah, it's... it's but 17. it's a cold front coming through. It's, we're going to warm up next week. 
And it's cold everywhere. Although I was looking in Tustin, California next week, and it's going to be 85. 85. That's where our uh, <laughs> one of our adult kids live with his wife and, and two, two kids with a third on the way. But yes, anyway, sorry, we got sidetracked. Um, today, what do we want to talk about? Uh, We've talked about keeping the welcome mat out in your mouth shut. Right. It's your topic. You, you say. <laughs> well, it's kind of like we've had some conversations with friends, um, but at the same time, um, we bump into things where maybe you have uh, something that's happened with your adult child or kids. They mm-hmm. could be living with you in the house. Maybe they're not. Yeah. And um, we keep saying over and over and over again, keep your mouth shut, keep your mouth shut. Well, there's a, there's a, let's, today we're going to kind of delineate a difference right. between that because what we're saying by keeping your mouth shut is um, don't offer unsolicited advice. Right. There's a definite distinction about what we're talking about here. So the distinction on the keeping your mouth shut part is don't give unsolicited advice. Don't give them your opinion when it's not When it's not being asked for. If they ask you for for your, hey, mom and dad, what do you think? I've got this chance to take this job or I want to marry this person or da-da-da-da-da. Or maybe they don't even ask you, but you just see things going on and you're like going, oh, you know, they're not doing it right. They're doing it wrong. That would be considered, you know, keeping your mouth open and continuing to offer unsolicited advice. So what we're saying when we say keep your mouth shut, we're not saying you should always keep your mouth shut because today we're going to talk about uh, on this podcast, what are some times when you probably do need to bring, you need to say something. Right. And so it really is about advice and opinion when we talk about keeping your mouth shut. Right. It's... um, because we all have opinions about what we see. We, we've done it our whole lives with our friends, our family, whatever. But unless you're invited in right. to give your right. advice right. or opinion, right. don't give it. Right. And you can ask to, if they want to hear it. You can ask the question, right. hey, can I speak into that? Or do you want to hear what I think? And they ve- may very well say no. I yeah, don't or not right to, now. Or not right now. So and then and you, you have to just, respect that. And then you just go, okay, you let me right. know if if you. Well, ever because want to hear I think it, it's but. a natural tendency for us as even humans and adults or anything. It's like when you hear someone suffering or hurting, we want to offer our opinion because we want to fix yeah. it. Oh, yeah. I see what's wrong. You're not doing this right, or you need to do that, or da 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 da. So we automatically and so that's that's the part we're saying. That's where you need to, to keep your mouth shut. Right. We're asking you to put a hard stop there. And if you do want to uh, speak, you ask permission first. Right. Can I speak into that? They say no. You respect to say that's fine. And you don't get your feelings hurt and you wait. So that's what we mean by keep your mouth shut uh, on that side. So what do you mean when when you say, what are the times when you can speak? Right. So in developing authentic, honest, and open communication, even as marriage partners, you know, if you're if you're married out there, uh, and if you're not, I mean, you've got safe people that you can share anything with. So as you are are interacting with your adult children, maybe there's some things that come up, and we've talked with, and we've had a couple of different instances come up for the last few weeks where we're just sit and listen, and uh, it comes up, and it's like, hey, there's a situation, and it, mostly it's to the personality type. I mean, some of us are very confrontational. Yeah, which. 
isn't always a good thing. It's not always a good thing. You're like, <laughs> hey, you, you said something, boom. I'm, I'm, it's like you're a steamroller. You're a bulldozer, and you, you just kind of steamroller over that without being very gracious and sensitive and trying to bring something up. But you want to communicate truth. You right. need to put something out there because it's starting to bother you on the inside. Right. And, and we're not even just talking about with adult children here. This can be with your spouse. This can be with anybody. It can be with a coworker, or a so, boss. Or, so I'm, I'm, a, I'm just going to put a, a, a th- I'm, I'm not, I, maybe I'm, I'm, I'm a recovering people pleaser myself <laughs> because I don't want someone to not like me. And usually if I'm that blunt, honest, I'm expecting someone to explode and get angry with me. And now I've fractured the relationship. Well, and part of the problem with being a pleaser too is that you stuff and stuff and stuff. And then when you do decide to say something, sometimes it's a little too impulsive and you're not, you're not, you haven't planned out what you need to say or how you need to say it, or you haven't looked at yourself and really examined why is this bothering me? That's the part that you've gotten really, really good at is examining yourself and trying to figure out, okay, what is it that's bothering me? Yeah, there's a, there's a root to that. And and maybe you can talk about that as a couple before you even have, say, if you need to have a conversation with an adult child, we'll get to that here in just a second. But I was, as we're talking, I'm just starting to think my mom, when I was growing up, mom, if you're out there listening, I love you. <laughs> and she'll tell you this, she'll laugh. Um, she's 88, she's turning 89 in a couple months, I think. And she calls me every once in a while, oh, I just wanna hear your voice. I'm like, okay, here's my voice. <laughs> she's sweet. Um, but when she's growing up, she was a stuffer. Yeah. And she would, call, I don't know if you remember back in the day, do you remember baby boomers? Do you remember collecting blue chip stamps? Oh, yes. You would go to the gas station, and mind you, gas was 25 cents a gallon. <laughs> and it was, it was a matter of how many blue chip stamps can I get? Because if you collected so many blue chip stamps, you could get a toaster or a blender. Right. You could get something for free. It's kind of the way like like rewards. Like, yeah, like swag bucks or yeah. things like that on the internet now work where you just it's part of your search engine and you get, yeah. Right. Anyway, emotionally, my mom did not learn how to process emotions. So she would uh, collect blue chip stamps and then she'd blow up. And the rest of us in the family were going, what just happened? What did the... She was a stuffer. Okay, I'm, conf- I'm confused. No, mom. Blue chips. Mom would have say, "I'm do. just collecting my blue chip stamps, and that they're all due now. I got my book done, and poof, she'd vomit out all these strong emotions." Oh, so you're saying that it's like her collecting blue yes. chip stamps? Okay, my I was, mom. I thought maybe there was an incident where no, something no, 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 ha- actually happened no. with that. Was her term for blowing up? I gotcha. because she didn't know what to do with those emotions, and she was stuffing. And things, and, and it's like, how do you communicate? Again, it comes back to how do you communicate? Yeah. How do you communicate in a gracious way? Because it's kind of like, how would I want to receive the information I want to share? Right. How would I want to receive it? If the issue is, I, I don't know, I feel taken advantage of because you're, you're, you've been living in the house and we're providing you free rent and and you're not doing anything about that and... Or you don't clean up after yourself, or whatever. Whatever and it is. If I if I'm not if I don't want to bring it up because I'm afraid the relationship's gonna break, then I'm stuffing it down and I'm mm-hmm. I'm being a people pleaser. Mm-hmm. So this is the part of where we're shifting to say, hey, there is a time to speak up. We need to have a balance of keeping my mouth shut from offering unsolicited advice to speaking up when there's conflict or hurt going on that's eating away at me. Right. Because when it eats away at you, what happens? You blow up. You experience, you start filling up your resentment cup. Right, or if you're not one that ever blows up, you are going to retreat so poorly 
that you are not communicating at all with anyone. And, it's gonna, and people can tell, or it comes out in passive-aggressive ways. Right. It's, as I was going to say, it's going to show up in some way. Some way, yeah. You're, you're going to be passive-aggressive about something. And, and again, it, it's not something that can be hidden. Your adult children will see that. Yeah. All right, so how do, how, what, else do we, what, what else do we say about that? How, well, do, how, do we, how do we coach and mentor these partners if they're people-pleasing partners of adult children <laughs> and there's some conflict and they're a stuffer? So the biggest thing I... Dr. Julia. Please. Um, the biggest thing I'd say is the fact that you need to, like I was saying about what you do, you examine yourself. You evaluate what it is that was really bothering you, if you can piece together some things. So maybe you can give a good example of this. When you're feeling particularly hurt by something, maybe something I've done, and you step aside and you examine yourself and you try to figure out... Why am I hurt? Why am I hurt by that? What is it that was said? or And what does that relate to in my life? Or wh- how does that relate to my insecurities? Or how does that relate to my traumas? Or all of those things that you're examining. And then you can put words to it, hopefully. Um, you can put words to it and say, you know what? I felt really hurt by this because... I struggle with this piece right. in me. Right. Maybe again, maybe you can give an example. Yeah, I'm trying to think of one offhand, but I, th- I think <clears throat> I start with the premise and the default that Julia does not wake up every morning going, "How can I hurt Steve?" Right. And I don't wake up every morning thinking, "How can I hurt Julia?" And that's true of your children too. That's We're true of my children about too. Your relationships so when you balance, start with that, go believe the best about your adult kids, Mm -hmm. okay? Nobody wakes up in the morning going, I'm going to try to call mom or dad and just really, you know, tell them what's going on. Now, that could still happen, but that's... They may do that. They may do that (laughs) um, and things because something... Maybe they're a stuffer and they've reached the boiling point. Maybe there was a text or something that triggered them. There's going to be something that triggers that's going to cause an eruption. And part of the problem with your kids, because we do this too, and you can look at your own life and, and see where... Perhaps you, things that went wrong in your life, how you might have had the tendency to blame your parents on some level. That, why did my parents do this? Because now I'm this way. Right. Right? Right. Or, you know, I grew up in a chaotic home. And because of that chaos, I need complete order. And having complete order means that I've got to control things. And do you see what I'm saying? Like things connect with each other. And what I'm hearing is be aware of the things that are bothering, that bother you. Ask questions of yourself. Where does that come from? Was it from my family of origin? Why why is it like that? Can it, is it something that can be changed? Because some things are just a matter of preference. Yeah, like yeah. we're sitting, we're sitting there talking about this this new app that I love on my phone <laughs> called the Dwell app, and I love listening to scripture. And so you can choose the version, you can choose what kind of background music you want, whether you want hymns or piano or cello. You can put sounds like a crackling fire or I don't know whatever. You, and so as we're listening to it today, and I was trying to show Julia, hey, you know, she goes, I don't like it. I go, why? <laughs> why not? Because because I don't want to have any music going on in the background. I'm like going, okay, well, I have a preference. For music in the background, that drives you nuts. It, oh, it just so drives me nuts. And there's no right or wrong about it. Excuse it's just it's just a natural preference. So, yeah, yeah. Um, things like that. But anyway, I got off track. Where were we going with that? Uh... <laughs> You're asking me to. It's it's about being aware. Yes. Being aware. Self aware. 
of what's happening. And again, have a conversation with your spouse. So like in, in some instances, maybe something bothers you, dad, more than it bothers your wife, mom. Yeah, yeah. And, and she says, you just need to get over it. So <laughs> whatever. But being aware of that, it's like, okay, is, is there an expectation? Mm-hmm. Is there some unmet expectation that you put on the situation or the person? Mm-hmm. It was never communicated. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it was communicated uh, six months ago. Mm-hmm. a year ago mm-hmm. and you're saying well I said it back then it's like sometimes you have to come back and say hey we need to check in on this particular situation I'm and, and you do it in a very kind way yeah um, and, and, and and you know choose your words in a loving way to going if I'm sitting on the other side of this how would I want it to go because again we want relationship over being right this isn't about proving that you're right and they did something wrong it's right. about communicating how you're feeling Right, and that's There's where, a, and I think we've talked about IFAB yeah, statements before. We have. And, um, what is an IFAB? You want to talk about that? An IFAB, it's an acronym. Acronym. And it stands for I feel such and such a way about such and such issue because this is the result. Right, for and me. you're choosing an emotion. You're not <clears throat> feeling like, I feel like you're an idiot. Okay, yeah. that, that's, that's not an IFAB. I feel... Um, insecure mm-hmm. about the conversation we had last night because it reminded me of when I was a little boy and this used to happen mm-hmm. and I've put it on me yeah, yeah I haven't said that you did anything wrong right but now you're hearing it on your end going oh wow I didn't know he was feeling that way right and now you just kind of go huh now you have compassion and empathy but I've stayed in my yard right. and I haven't pointed the finger at you right what usually happens is you always you never and things like that. And you can't use the word like in there. You stay away from or like. Name the emotion. Even if you think that you're saying an I feel statement, but you're accusing the other person. It just, if there's any finger pointing, it just doesn't work. It has to be about the way that you feel in certain situations. And you're taking responsibility for the way you feel. Right. You're not telling the other person that they're responsible Correct. for the way you feel. Right. It, because and how often do we use the phrase will you make me feel right blah, yeah. Blah, blah, yeah. Blah. Nobody, yeah none of us ever make another person feel that way right so and I realize your kids are gonna do this to you yeah You're, they they are gonna say those words especially probably. if they haven't been to therapy or counseling they're just they've, they've yeah. yeah that's what everybody does and that's where you put on a different a listening hat and you just listen and you just say Hmm. I, I'm. I hear you. Okay, I can see that. And sometimes you can rephrase it back to them. Like I've heard a lot of that coming and say. So I can only imagine is a good way to start. I can only imagine, you know, that you might be feeling helpless, mm-hmm. inadequate, hopeless about this. And they're yeah. gonna go. Yeah. Now what you've done is, you've deflected the, you from getting angry. Mm-hmm. And you've offered grace. You've put up your grace shield mm-hmm. and said, yes, they're communicating to me in a harsh way. And I could take it and sever the relationship or cut it off and be angry and storm away or, or, or escalate it. Mm-hmm. You don't want to do that. You want to sit there and say, I can only imagine what that must feel like. Right. Now you've softened the whole conversation. Yes. And things. But people can always hear you better when you are, number one, validating them. Right. Um, like let's, you know what, let's take an example of, let's say you do have a child living in your home and you're it just the example that you gave before that you're feeling somehow taken advantage of, um, for whatever reason. Anything. And let's say, gosh, they always 
park in the wrong spot and they're taking your spot in or they're not cleaning up the dishes after they use the kitchen whatever i want to give a more a, a, a specific example okay though. so let's stick with the parking All right let's say parking you've designated where everybody's supposed to park and they keep coming in and park in the wrong spot. And it's causing you to have to get out and do something different or move the cars around. It's causing you irritation. Or it just annoys you right. on some it's level. Irritating. Like, why are they not doing what we all talked about, right? right? Right, And again, you can plug in your own scenario to whatever. And that just eats away at you. Let's say it's happened 10 times. Let's say, you know, it's been a few months and you are just stuffing it and going... And you start out being understanding. You start out kind of going, um, well, that, this was just the once. I'm sure there was a reason for it or whatever. But then it just keeps happening. The same thing keeps happening. So your resentment tank is growing. And you're stuffing it down because you're not saying anything. It's still you're bothering stuffing you. stuffing it. So you may start by finding that you're being passive aggressive. You walk in the house and you say... What's in a passive aggressive statement that you might say just like, I don't know. Um, I'm not good at passive aggressive because I don't, <laughs> I don't do passive aggressive, but yeah. Um, maybe, maybe you walk in the house and it's like, uh, uh, I don't know. I, I can't think of anything that's a passive aggressive about that situation. Or just like, you know, thanks for parking in the right spot, you there know, you yeah. or something like that where you're not really saying how you feel. Right. So to make this a healthier scenario, you stop and you think, why is this bugging me so much? And it could simply be that um, you guys have set up these parameters together and they had their parameter, you had your parameter, and they're not sticking with it. Well, and I'm also thinking too, as a dad, I'm thinking, you know what, this is this is a specific child, they always do, they always think this way, they're irresponsible, they're not yeah. thinking of others, and I've put them in a box, and I'm yeah. going, now that they're an adult, I'm supposed to keep my mouth shut, you know, and they're right. welcome mad out. And so I'm trying to do all, I'm trying to check all the boxes to show that I'm doing right. And then I say, they might be saying something like, did this, this, and this. And I'm like, yeah, too bad you can't park properly or something like that. Right. Something passive aggressive. Right. Or whatever. And so there are pro- there could be many reasons of why you feel the way you do. And if you want to go deeper, you might be able to figure out, gosh, this reminds me of when I was a kid and nobody respected my space. Right. And, you know, my, my little brother always took my stuff and mom and dad wouldn't tell him not to. Yeah, or, I need boundaries. You know. I need order. Right. I've established this. They're not following the rules. Therefore, right. and I can't say anything because Steve and Julia said, keep your mouth shut. <laughs> right. So where this can become a healthy situation is you evaluate you become self-aware of why that bothers you you turn around and you sit you say to your adult child living at home you say hey can we have a conversation and more than likely they'll say sure and you sit down and you say hey this has really been bothering me, and I just want to share my heart. And you unpack everything that you became aware of as to why right. it's bothering you, not right. just that they did something wrong. What's the why beneath the what? Exactly. There's always a why beneath the what. Exactly. Why does it bother you? And it's not the surface response answer, the immediate answer is like, well, you did it wrong. It's like, no, why is it bothering you? Right. So that's why you say, let me share my heart. Yep. I want to tell you this story about me. And so this piece is really bugging me. And um, so can I ask you, can we just try harder to park in the right spot? Right. 
so that I don't feel so triggered. Yeah. Or and you, it's not that you're throwing all the responsibility on them. You're coming back to the to the agreement that you made, um, or whatever. But if you've never made an agreement and you're just going, this is my house, it's my way or the highway, or you can move out or get out and I'm going to continue to be passive aggressive, you're going to watch your relationship suffer. Right. So I cannot stress enough how important it is to become self-aware of why things bug you. Right. I need to make a plug for a book in this. Um, I've talked about this book before, the book How We Love by Mylan and Kay Yurkovich great book therapy in a book if if you don't want to spend money on therapy this asks some good questions it helps you kind of look at things um and it has a little section in there in fact you can even go on their website howwelove.com and um find in there it, it, do they it, have a feeling wheel no it's a, it's a it's a that's what I was going to tell you about is the soul words. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So they have this thing called the soul words. So if you have a difficult time with this whole idea of doing an I feel like I've, an all I, I and because the only two things you can come up with are I feel angry, angry or happy and sad. Yeah, if those are the only th- feelings that you can ever come up with, then you probably need the soul words right. or a feeling wheel. Right. Um, but I love the way that Mylan and Kay Yurkovich use the feeling words and the, their, so, their soul words. So we called. don't have any free copies of their book, but we will put a link in our show notes here yeah. uh, on your podcasting, you know, where, it's, where it explains what the podcast is about. Yeah. We'll put some notes down there about how you can get one. And then also I'm going to try to find a feeling wheel uh, that we can link to. I prefer the soul words okay, personally. We'll do, because we'll do, they're and we'll do words. soul words too. Feeling wheels confuse me. It's, it's too many graphics for gotcha. me. Gotcha. I'm very simple. <laughs> and this is why we turn the microphone on and off and off we go. We don't have any. We just kind of bounce yeah. off of each other and feed yeah. each other. So, okay. We're being real and we, authentic. We won't confuse them with IFAB's, an IFAB wheel. We will do the Yurkovich's soul words yeah. and a link to their book. Yeah. And the thing that you need to know about me and Steve, that the piece, the parts where we're very different. I'm very much, um, I'm not a juggler. I, we used to call it plate spinner. Yeah, plate spinner. Um, I am also a person that's an HSP, which if you don't know what that is, that's a highly sensitive person. So something like when we were talking about the music in the background of the scripture, the music in the background drives me cuckoo. It's, it's too much stimulation for me. So I am get overstimulated easily. So, you know, plus I'm an introvert, you know, there are all these I usually run and hide when your, 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 your superpower for smell comes up. (laughs) I have to run. Who's smoking? That makes it sound like you smoke. (laughs) Yeah. No, we'll be somewhere and she'll smell smoke somewhere. I can smell smoke a mile away. Yeah. So yeah, I do. Uh, All my, with a highly sensitive person, all that means is it's not about the person that they're too sensitive. It's about that all of their, um, uh, senses senses are always overworking sight listen so smell. little noises bother like i always have to be holding the remote control because i've got to turn it up and down with how loud or quiet it gets yes uh, <laughs> stuff like that so i love you sweetie i know <laughs> anyway high maintenance no anyway steve loves me i do anyway um so that's and how it. what's it you're going about about uh Juggling with the difference between the two of us. Well, HSP. What was your point you were going to make? The point I'm making is that as we're talking about, you know, just the 
difference between the feeling wheel and the soul words. The soul words for me are simple. Like it's not overstimulation. It's just words. So if you're more like me, the words might be better. The soul words that Mylan and Kay use. Or if you're person that really likes graphics and likes busyness and well, it's more like Steve, you might like the feeling wheel better. I'm, I'm a Jay and the Myers-Briggs. Yes. I'm a planner, thinker, organizer. Yeah. I've got a lot of words to say. Yeah. And it reminds me of when I was in intensive therapy a couple of years ago and I was trying to learn to do IFABs. I'm like, okay, I can do this. I got to the because part and I would go off on a paragraph <laughs> on a page. And my therapist like going, okay, you know what? We're going to stop doing that <laughs> because she could tell I was always in my head. And I'm going, okay, she goes, from now on, I want you to think about where are you feeling this? In like what part of your body? Right. And I looked at her like going, what are you talking about? <laughs> like if you feel um, anxious or you feel worried. Right. What part of your body are you feeling it in? And I thought she was from another planet. But when you stop and pay attention, you can figure it out. I stopped and pay attention. And now I wish I'd never learned that <laughs> because now I have to go, Father, I have anxiety and worry over this. And yes, I feel it in my gut or I'm feeling it in my shoulders or whatever. Anyway, that's the difference between the two of us. And I want to say this to men. Guys, we get stuck in our head. Mm-hmm. It's all about logic. Mm-hmm. And we get frustrated if we can't win the argument or explain logically our point of view. And all we do is get more and more angry. But anger is a secondary emotion. And underneath that anger is I feel helpless. I feel hopeless because this keeps happening and I don't know what to do. So I got my hand raised. That means I identify with you. Men, we stay stuck in our heads. And the hardest thing for us to do is to get into our hearts like we're talking about this. It's like, oh my gosh, here we go. Another touchy-feely podcast. No, I'm talking about wholehearted living and how to experience the emotions. I mean, David writes, David and the other psalmists, there's 150 psalms on emotions. Yeah. God gave us emotions. Yeah. We can get angry at him to the point of just yelling at him, and he's a big God. He can he can take it. Yep. And sometimes we need to empty all that out. Anyway, all that to say is become more aware. Keep working on yourself. This podcast has been all about uh, talking to your adult children when there's something that needs to be said. Right. And the point of that is... Again, and we talked about this several weeks ago, that getting your resentment tank empty. But it's a matter of how to have these discussions, uncomfortable discussions. I'm, I'll give you that. Some people are fine with it. Others find it very uncomfortable that I need to sit down and have this conversation with you. But if you are sitting down with someone and telling them how you feel telling them your heart, telling them a story about yourself, you will find it's much easier. And you know what? They may at first get offended because that's new to them and get up and walk away. Or you might not hear from them for a while. Let them go. Yeah. Because a lot of times when you you and I have had something like that, it's like, I need some space. I've got a process. Mm -hmm. Or come back next morning going, you know what? I'm so sorry, sweetie. You're right. I, I should have seen that coming, and I can see how that's happening. So give that relationship the space to grow. Don't pursue it. Don't uh, think that you've got, well, I've got, I've got to fix this now because I've upset him or her mm-hmm. um, and things. But, um, yeah. And also be aware that as you share your heart and your feeling and your story, you might find that your child has some aha moment and might want to share a story of Right. How they might be sharing a story about how they felt hurt by you. Right. Be prepared for that as well. So yeah, so be be in a good receptive mood. Right. 
It's a te- it's actually a teaching time, but not in an instructing teaching time. It's in a a lot of things are rather. Uh, you've heard this the phrase "caught than taught." Yeah. And they're going to catch on. So be prepared that they may want to share something and go. I get that it makes sense. And you and be in a. Don't react. You want to be able to be in a calm space. You've prayed about it. You've thought about it. You've practiced it maybe with your spouse. Um, and you look for that opportunity. Or if it needs to be said, you say, hey, can we talk tomorrow when you get home from work? Sure. Yeah. Um, but be the calm one. This is where we. This is where it goes back to you're always the parent. Mm-hmm. You're actually um, modeling this by going through it yourself. Right. So they can then catch on and become a healthy uh, uh, adult child. Right. Yeah. Anything else? No, I don't have much more than that. Okay. Well, um, again, we're here if you need us. Um, we've got the notes bef- below. We're going to offer the two uh, resources that are for free. Um, Jim Burns' book, Doing Life with Your Adult Children, uh, for free with no strings attached. doesn't cost anything. Send us your name. Uh, and we're, you're not on a mailing list. We don't come after you in any way. In fact, we kind of will lose sight of you um, because <laughs> we, won't, we won't keep that on our e- email box. And yeah. Treasure Principle, we talked about that from Randy Alcorn about really um, talking about generosity. Mm-hmm. And then Mylan K. Yurkovich's book, How We Love. Yes. So till next time, we'll talk to you later when you come back for another edition of the Parent Pivot Podcast. Bye.